podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mimi and Amanda. And we have an awesome special guest with us today, our, you know, valid, very nice listener and fan, uh, Leslie M. Justice. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, really we're very excited to have you. We're glad to hear it. Love the podcast. <laughs> glad to hear it. So... This is this is what we get for enjoying last week's episode too much. That's just that's what happened here, honestly. We jinxed it. Sorry, guys. It's just that's right. Yeah. Uh, there was just there was just so much. Just yeah, I don't even know where to start. There's just a lot going on. Well, I mean, if you're listening to this, I've assumed you watched the entire episode. Um, if you listen, didn't hear um, us hinting at it last week, uh, Tavarov is actually supposed to be a Luke Fox villain from the comics. So I'm assuming that's what they're doing him with here. Something, some sort of something, maybe, I don't know. I don't understand what they're doing, but I figured that's semi-relevant information. So yeah. doesn't make me hate it any less. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know how he's a villain? Let's make him more of a scumbag. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, they really didn't need to go to that extreme to make us hate him. But really already do. <laughs> he was hateable enough already. He really didn't. But He just, why? like, bowed down and murdered a bunch of people. So that's cool, you know? Great. Yeah. Okay. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Love this. Okay. All right. Well, we get into things. So. We have our opening scene. I think it's the only semi-decent part in the episode with Alice trying to convince Black Mask not to kick her out by saying she has to check on the skin mask for Kate. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. How is that an actual thing that happens on an actual show on television? That's, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, we were having the whole discussion when they you know, replace the actress, we were going to say, like, oh, well, how are they going to do it? Are they just going to, like, we were like, they can't, they can't just be like, oh, we just replaced her face, and they, that's what they ended up doing. They yep, just like, replaced her face. I'm just so <laughs> mad they actually did it. <laughs> oh, you just... <sighs> but I don't understand why. <laughs> like, I feel like they had it down to the point where they did not need to do a face mask. It was supposed to be someone else's face anyway, but here we are. Oh, that woman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're getting into our our actual plot. It's just like super creepy. Just goes down from there. Gotta love this stuff. Um, Ryan's terrible at coming up with lies that Luke finds out. And I think um, I think Ryland brought this up. Uh, do we know anything about Luke's mom? No. Yeah, no, I feel like that's the first time I'm remembering hearing about her anyway. I think we know I, you just that she, like, exists. I don't think. Like, he, I, from I, what my memory, blah, 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 I vaguely remember when he was doing his Here's My Tragic Backstory bonding with Kate in season one when he mentioned how, like, yeah, my dad died. Um, I'm assuming the mom was mentioned, but that's just me assuming he was mentioning an entire happy family moment celebrating his admittance into MIT before it all went sour. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but it also might just be my brain shoehorning. Of course, he's celebrating with both of his parents. You know, like yeah, yeah. So like, I don't think we actually know anything at all. <laughs> yeah, right. So well, maybe we'll find out. Jeez. Um, but before we get into um all that stuff, I, I was I was kind of amused that uh you know the the false face mask trying to do snake bite without Angelica or Ocean messed it up enough that he turned people into cannibals. I was very confused. I guess I didn't watch the. Pre- Actually, no. The preview was more about the whole like cops and jail yeah. thing. But I-, I did not expect cannibals. It wasn't on my list of things I, just, I thought we were getting. I feel like that's a big thing to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> right? See, like I by no means enjoy the cannibal part, but I just thoroughly enjoyed our group chat about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but what? Don't do drugs, kids. I guess that's the PSA. Don't be a racist and don't do drugs. Let's put them both in the same episode. You know? Good, good right. takeaways. Uh, Leslie, do you want to uh, jump in here and give us some of your thoughts? 
Sure. Um, I've been practicing law for 35 years, uh, mostly in the uh, criminal arena, and I write briefs for a living, or at least I like writing briefs for a living. And I have to give a little disclaimer that these opinions are my own and doesn't rep represent the opinions of, of any current or past employer. Um, I thought that the episode was unusual in that it's apparently trying to make a social commentary on all of the social unrest this past summer and the beginning of this year, but it was shoehorned into an episode about uh, zombies, snake-bitten um, addicts that are cannibals. Um, and so the seriousness of the social commentary, I think, is um, diminished by putting it in a Monster Mash a zombie episode, too. Yeah, I, I uh, definitely agree there. Yeah, yeah that's... Not a great choice. It it just feels like they did that dartboard thing again, and they were like, oh, we got to do a social commentary episode, but we also got to remember the snake drug plotline, because we left <laughs> Jacob hanging like that, and it just it escalated in such a stupid way. <laughs> yeah. So I... Just, I go, go ahead. No, I just counted up all of the scenes that involved either racist stereotypes and tropes and class warfare, and there were like seven of them. And there was no consequences for any person engaging in this uh, racism or classism um, other than maybe the first police officer who um, hassled Ryan. He got bitten by Richard Monaghan. But Richard, but that police officer was saved by um, uh, Batwoman, a black woman. And that officer seemed to be very appreciative of it, even though he wasn't very appreciative of Ryan earlier in the episode. And I just think it's so sad that that um, bad police officer, the rogue police officer, um, gets saved by Batwoman, but Batwoman wasn't there to save Luke. And this is a superhero show that's supposed to be entertaining. And um, Luke getting shot happened so quickly. I wasn't ready for it. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. Because um, a black person getting shot by the police happened on Supergirl, and that was um, the showrunners. They made a commentary before the episode aired, and so you knew it was coming. And you also knew that it was James Olsen, that he wasn't going to be injured because he was shot in his uh, guardian helmet. And the bullet split the helmet, but James was okay. Um, but here it didn't occur. And I was hoping that... Um, uh, Luke would have some type of personal protective equipment. I thought since he's like the nerd, I thought that would be cool if that happened or if he had that lightning gun that he had before that's to save Ryan. But he had absolutely nothing. And I I thought the scene could have been could have been could have uh, been better handled and it could have made a better commentary if Luke were saved, for instance, by Sophie doing her job and figuring out what uh, Tavaroff was doing. And so it would have been great if Sophie had stepped in and had prevented Tavaroff from shooting um, Luke or if another person came up and saved Luke or if Batwoman saved Luke or if uh, Luke had some type of force field, for instance, and the bullets like dropped to the ground. And then Luke would have a staring down contest with Tavaroff because Tavaroff will know that Luke would know that he was trying to kill him. Yeah. And it wouldn't be successful. But the way it's occurring now, Luke is, is shot and incapacitated. So that means, just like earlier in the episode, Tavaroff will be able to file a false police report. Yes. That's a lot, yeah. obviously. I, I, I definitely agree. I don't think the scene was done well at all. Um, I definitely think they could have commented on it beforehand and, you know, given us some sort of warning that this is what they were going to do. It just it felt very forced and flashy and they just like shoved in the right minute last minute. I felt like it was just done for shock value more than anything else. It wasn't no. done like for the purposes of the plot. It was just being like, OK, well, we're going to leave it here and then, you know, come back in three weeks. And that just like that felt so cheap and like crappy. And I'm like, why are you doing this to our characters? Like that's they deserve better than this. But why I don't understand they've undermined the social commentary that they were making because Tavarov could say, I thought Luke had. A gun because Luke right. did reach into his left breast pocket, pull out, and he did, and then he uh, he pulled out the cell phone with his right hand from his left mm -hmm. breast pocket, and then the cell phone went to his left hand. So there's all this movement with his hands, 
And that gives Tabaroff the excuse that I didn't see his hands and there was something uh, shiny in his hands. So I shot him. I thought he had a gun. Why would you have Luke do that? That's not what the social unrest was this summer. The social unrest this summer was about black people being killed, uh, whether they had a cell phone, uh, the excuse that a cell phone was a gun or they were totally unarmed or they were asleep in their beds. So I don't understand the choice here of having Luke not show his hands and fumble with the phone. Yeah, it, it was not, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. Honestly, I feel like they just threw it in there because they thought it was like the easiest um, means to an end, I guess. But yeah. Well, why not just shoot him unarmed? Yeah. 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 I mean, we've seen plenty of examples of that actually happening. So. Well, it happened in this episode though. That's what Tavaroff did to the, the poor people, the down and out homeless drug addicts in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, the other scene, I just, there was a lot in this episode that I very strongly object to. Um, the scene with him just like mowing down and murdering people, I found like just very disturbing. I just, I don't understand why they thought that that would, you know, make a point the way that they did. I just, I it think showed it him disobeying thing. Sophie. It showed him disobeying Sophie and that he didn't care. Yeah. And he's yeah. a sociopath. But yeah. the show is also confusing the GCPD with the Renicops, the Crows. They're not the same. Yeah. yeah. But the show is confusing the two. Yeah. And I think the, it was definitely um, a strain on, like, the chain of command as well because Jacob was out of commission. So it was kind of like, you know, Sophie was trying to direct people but didn't have, like, all of the authority that she would probably need. But I don't understand because... Because the conversation um, between Luke, Ryan, and Sophie in the jail, and by the way, that whole jail scene with men and women in the same jail cell, that, yep, was yep. Very strange. <laughs> that does not occur. It doesn't work. <laughs> but the conversation between uh, Ryan and Sophie was strange. When I first saw the episode, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So when I went back and listened closely, um, Ryan asked Sophie how does working for the Crows, how does that uh, make things better. Mm-hmm. But Sophie doesn't answer the question. She just says, I think black girls should be able to go to top tiered schools. How does Sophie being a crow encourage black girls to go to top tiered schools to defeat bullies? Sophie wasn't able to defeat the police officer who was bullying her. She got arrested. Yeah. And then to also to encourage um, black girls to be in positions of life and death uh, to be in the position to make life or death situations, which was Sophie with Tavaroff. And we see how well that went. Tavaroff mowed down all those people in the church. Also, Sophie being in the Crows did not, not help Ryan at all, because Ryan said that Sophie had arrested Ryan so many times that Sophie knew her coffee order. Yeah. And it didn't help Sophie got arrested as well. So. Right. And Sophie ends up being arrested. And then. The other bizarre thing oh, in that scene was um, Sophie's like, I'm Sophie Moore, whether I'm in my uniform or not. And you have and she says to Ryan, you uh, are you can be Batwoman, but right. Batwoman is black. So and Ryan is black. I didn't get that. Yeah, that was a weird comment. I didn't particularly understand what they were trying to say. Yeah. I, I I don't think they did the scene very well at all. I can I can somewhat understand divorced from the other stuff in the episode just looking at Sophie's comments alone I I can kind of understand what she's saying um I I did go you know I went to law school with a lot of people who are like you know well I wanted to like take jobs in the system because I want to make it better and like I I very much understand that but also in my own experience with people working in the system it's just so difficult to make a change from within the system itself because you just have to deal with so much being dragged on your head and put into you know a position you absolutely should not be put into a position of and I think that's why a lot of good people who want to go and help and change things just end up being you know another person in the system that doesn't do what they should so it's not so hard because if you're on the prosecution side you're a part of law enforcement you're considered a law enforcement officer and you don't have First Amendment rights. You don't have full First Amendment rights. You have the right to vote, but you can't comment on certain things. 
you can't depends on the state, but um, yeah. you can't make contributions to political parties. Um, you might be able to sign a petition, but you just signed it in your individual capacity. So there's only so much you can do. And you're just one person. So the best that you can do as if a case comes across your desk that is bad and you know it's bad, you try to do your best to make something good come out of that bad situation. Yeah. So you're not going to have a, you know, a tremendous, uh, a substantial effect, but you can uh, affect one case at a time. Yeah. And I, I do think that is, you know, very important work that does affect a lot of people's lives for sure. Um, I, I work with prosecutors fairly often um, in my job and it's definitely, you know, um, well, with, with order, orders of protection that I work with, uh, they're enforced generally by uh, criminal criminal arrests. So generally, if we're trying to, you know, get someone like um, off the streets because they're harassing this person, we have to like work with the prosecutors and that kind of stuff. So it's they, they affect a lot of places for sure. Yeah. Also, I love your notes, Leslie. You and <laughs> Rachel have such great notes and it's so nice to see. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I love it. You're like, that would have been so cool if Luke actually got to do the shield thing. Like, that would have right. been so cool. And like, that would have been yeah. so cool. And <gasps> up, that would have been a cliffhanger. Like, <laughs> I would have loved that to be like, wait, Luke, you've been making tech and we have, I mean, like, we know he makes tech, but it's like, you've been making yourself stuff and you didn't give us that on screen. Like, oh. <laughs> honestly, I want a Luke montage of Luke getting like an Iron Man montage of just him making stuff. Like, give me like 10 minutes of quote filler but not really filler because he's just making cool stuff like give me that not that the sat, not the pain we just went through again yeah <laughs> no if, if nothing else i hope that this storyline choice launches him you know to becoming his own vigilante thing and becoming batwing I, I hope that that is what they're potentially doing as a result of that but i mean who knows don't you think he should have been a superhero before now yeah. yes i do yeah i know it should have happened it should have been, like, a dramatic spur of, like, Kate being gone or some other, like, I don't know, or just own life choices, not just because of Kate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought him getting the lightning gun would have prompted him to come up with some personal protective equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there was definitely plenty of opportunities that they could have done up to this point that they just chose not to, which is not exciting, honestly, because I know we... we comparing it to Arrow uh, time frame wise, but like they had Roy as Speedy in season two and, you know, we're, we don't have anything like that. So I think if we're, you know, team Batwoman is going to, you know, be um, evolving and having Sophie join potentially, you know, I think they need to get out there and like actually make a difference beyond just like Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping Ryan. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think uh, Ryan should be in the bat suit more. I've noticed he hasn't been in the bat suit a lot these last couple of episodes. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. important that we see that kind of content for sure. Plus, like we're mainly seeing it when she's fighting more snake bite people, when she's pinning more people down. She gets a really great sassy line, and then she's back in her regular clothes, which is still like nice to see and all. But we're watching a superhero show on a superhero themed network at this point. Like we don't see the Legends crew and their whole getups as much because they're not those types of characters. Like. Ryan took the bat suit for a reason. Well, I feel like they're just tackling so many storylines currently that like yeah. we barely see Ryan to begin with. I mean, not barely, but yeah, the time yeah. is a lot more limited because now they're with Alice and Kate and Mary and Jacob. Like, yeah. I kind of hope that works out when the Kane storyline is over. Yeah, I was I was listening to a podcast this week. I'm totally blanking on the context of. Um, but it was it was with a uh, comic book author about superhero stories. And he was saying that he would like them to evolve, you know, being that, you know, they're they're fine beyond just being that their final thing is they're better at violence than the person than the enemy. I thought that was really like profound kind of and like was like, oh, yeah, like if we want, you know, justice, it would just be that like they beat them in a fight. So um, yeah. that made me think <laughs> I know that's uh, a lot on superheroes and how the genre works, but. Yeah, who knows? Uh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, they would be using their words as opposed to using their fists. Yeah. 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 So it'd be like Supergirl using her hope speech or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that would be nice. Um. Well, we did get a few other things going on. Um. 
we had Mary with Jacob at the clinic and Mary's just like dressing him down and being like, you know, I, you have track marks. I know all this stuff. And he's just like being so frustrating. And you're just like, damn it, Jacob, like, come on. Like, I don't know why, the, I don't know how these needle marks got in my arm. Well, dad, what? as your daughter, doctor, or as your like, daughter, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> and I'm not really a doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, close enough. But that when when that when that um plot continued and he you know he was admitting like oh you know he was doing it so he could see you know the memories with Kate and Beth and I was like that is so heartbreaking like you could have given us more of that and like it would have made such a better plot for Jacob than other than him just you know getting his drugs every week and just they, yeah. they didn't do the show don't tell thing as yeah. well as they could have. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, the the closest we now got to him truly tripping out and seeing it was the Sad Dad Park scene. Like, yeah, exactly. Last episode. And it's just like, yeah. I, I'm i so happy Mary and him had that conversation, even though it was painful and both necessary and unnecessary all at the same time. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, pretty lucid for a drug addict, and, and, and he was able to bandage people up and do sutures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And then she, when she asked him about it, he's like, oh, you know, I'm ex-army. And I'm like, yeah, that's the Jacob Payne I'm waiting for. The Jacob yeah. that, like, Anytime gets now. stuff done and actually, like, helps his family. But nah, let's get this depressing storyline instead. I mean, here's hoping that this will be the actual end of him actually taking Snakebite, now that Mary knows and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll get withdrawals. I don't particularly want to see that, but... I guess I'm we'll sure if they run out of content in like three seasons, they'll be like, hmm, remember when Jacob was on Snakebite? Let's yeah. have withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> can he get, get the same injection that that um, woman was giving those people to get him off of it? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that would be a good idea. Nice. <laughs> See if they think of that. <laughs> um, oh, no, we used all of them last episode. Hmm. Oh, darn. <laughs> Darn. At least if that doesn't rose, no more. Yeah. Well, we have at least eight needles left because Tavarov killed those eight zombies um, in the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. At least eight. <laughs> <laughs> or 22, because 22 people were killed? Or something oh, like yeah. That? Something, like yeah that. something like that. He wasn't counting, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> She's with Ocean. I don't care about that. <laughs> Ugh. So the, the only thing I liked about it was the therapist being like, wait, why are you guys working together? I thought you tried to, what? <laughs> That's all I wanted from it, but even then it was still cringe. Also, when did Alice tie up the therapist last episode? What? Like, yeah, or did she just kick down the, it's like, I'm out of the Sanasa's household, kicks down therapist door, time to tie you up and make things weird. Yeah, I feel like I missed that too. Yeah. <laughs> on, a hang, on a hanger contraption. I know, right? When, when then, you first God, no, I, I think Ocean is like Alice's kryptonite because she let Ocean take the therapist out of that thing. And he did right. that so he could snap her neck. Right. Yeah. And I thought he snapped her neck because she was going to use the trigger word on them, on Alice and him again. But oh. no, but no. No. Yeah. That's like. His whole comment, he's like, Kate is toxic. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> he's toxic. Like, well, it takes one to know one. He's exactly. toxic. Like, I hate that entire dialogue. Like, why was... Uh, the only, like, okay, so two scenes. I liked when she told Ocean that, like, Kate's back and they hugged. I'm like, okay, good. Yes. Alice needs a hug. That part was nice. But then, three, not 360, like a 180, when he's just like, but I love you. But also, Kate's the worst. And why are you trying to get Kate back? Like, you're just now being a whiny bitch boy. Because yeah. she's moving on from you, as she should, yeah. from this entire plot line, and just go off with her family. But nah, Ocean, just we didn't like you, and now it's another reason to really not like you. Also, like, I'm kind of sick of every guy that Alice is remotely close to being, like, super jealous of her sister. Like, why is yeah. that a thing? I would, I would but, prefer to not do that. Yeah, right? I liked Ocean giving Alice a hug. That was nice. She needed a hug. But the expression on his face, he was, like, rolling his eyes. And I was like, what's up with that? Yeah. Happy you caught that, because I didn't. I was just so happy she was getting a hug. <laughs> He's gross. I don't like him. No, also, and what? he brings the episode to a complete halt. I I don't know. 
Alice was fantastic in this episode, yes. despite the zombies and the, the racial strife and the social commentary. Alice was fantastic, and I loved her outfit, too. Yes, she did look great. I also liked just flashback to, like, the earlier scene with her and, like, Kate. And, like, when he was just like, uh, uh, Sun Asses was like, oh, but, like, I run a facial company. It will be fine. And her just being like, uh, um, that didn't do her justice. But, like, I liked Alice just being like, okay, she's just staring at them. And Kate, I'm doing air quotes, just being like, she's rooting me out. And him being like, me too. I was like, what is this? Uh, I'm uncomfortable more by you guys than Alice. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought Grace Jill Scarston in that scene did some fantastic um, acting when she almost uh, fainted a little bit, when she sort of dropped down and sort of tripped over a chair. That was so well done. So even she was shocked at what was going on. She's she's consistently, you know, bringing her A-game to the show, which is something that we've all, you know, definitely appreciated. Yes, She's a joy to watch, and um, I loved it when she fired Enigma. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciated that. Yeah, so I I, I appreciated that it was the civil rights lawyer that got them out of jail. Like, I personally personally appreciated that. Like, I'm not sure it would have worked that way, but, you know, I'll take it. Well, the episode made it. It seemed that uh, they're done with all of their the arrests and everything. When they're not, they just were bailed out and they have to go back to court. Oh, and that's the other thing. It was an ordinance violation, the um, overcapacity and the noise. That's an ordinance violation. And usually you're not arrested for that. Yeah. Yeah. You get a ticket and you show up in court, you pay your fine and you're done. Yeah. Well, and I don't think the 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 writers did a whole lot of uh, research on that, unfortunately. Which I think is obvious with everything else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I but it was like, nice. But it's amazing. Why wasn't Imani ir- arrested though? She was right? Mad, too. Yeah. She was right there. I was like, mm. yeah, I, and I'm just, a little confused why they went for Luke at all. Like I know they were trying to play it that like Ryan was mouthing off and God forbid, but yeah. I don't know. I, I was confused why they were just like you and you for no reason. I think what they were trying to do was that it wasn't racial profiling or anything like that. I think they want to move that bar out of there because Kate put the bar there to stop the development of high priced uh, rental property. Right. So, uh, and this is the first time we've seen the GCPD, I think, other than when the, the commissioner was gunned down. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe that is why. Hmm. It's also like it's the very prominent gay bar. That's yeah. true, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, cool, you guys came in. Of course you're the worst. Like, you guys are just hitting all of why everything's been hell and horrible and continuing to be horrible. Yeah. And I want to, like, I hope this was cathartic for any of the writers, but at the same time, they then made things worse, you know? Like, it would have been different if Ryan then turned around and was like, actually, here's my, like, noise, compl- like, here's our, I don't know if there's a legal document, but, like, if they're a bar, I'm assuming they have documents that state, like, there's going to be noise. Like, I don't, I don't run a bar, so I don't know, but, like, <laughs> I'm assuming there's some sort of document that you state, like, there's a noise, like. Yes, there's, well, they're zoned. It's zoned for yeah. a bar, as yeah. Ryan said, and it was in the middle of the day, so who were they disturbing? Yeah, it was the bullshit complaint. <laughs> yeah. It's making me think of the complaint that, uh, just to make you guys laugh, when I worked at a coffee shop, uh, there was apartments above us, and so during business hours, which was like 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m., we obviously had music on, and I'd have it on at like 7 when I was opening, and they would call the, like, this one, like, 20-something-year-old person above us would call and complain that we were too loud, and everyone just was like, girl, you're very clearly hungover right now, please don't call the cops on us, like, sorry, we're opening a coffee shop that you then come in and buy coffee? Like... Yeah, no, actually. People, people be stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm reading more of your notes. The I liked the we're all heating up girl, but that's how we burn it down. Like, ooh. Yeah, that was good. Ooh. I like that line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I do appreciate the, I guess it was contacts, whatever effect they did for the eyes. That was kind of fun. 
Yeah, that was that was interesting. I'm just I like, feel like I was too jarred the entire time that they were doing uh, vampires and cannibals. Yeah, they gave them vampire eyes, like vampire cat vampire eyes, eyes. Be like, it's snake bite. Cannibals, <laughs> zombies, just just fitting all of they all of they can in just one one episode, you know. Got to get a little bit of everything in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and a little touches and a little dash of social justice. Yeah, yeah, like that's how just you make a an little racism. <laughs> um, Leslie, I do. Want, I want to get your opinion on um, the conversation that Ryan and Luke had when they were first in the jail cell, uh, mainly with Ryan being like, "Well, you know, you weren't like you weren't going to fight," and him being like, "You know, keeping my head down is the best way to like get through things." But what, what would you think about that conversation? They come from different worlds, and they have different points of view. Yeah, that's what I thought. And they were both judging each other because um, Luke used to judge um, Ryan because um, she had run-ins with the law and uh, she was poor. Right. And and then um, uh, Ryan used to judge Luke as being so, sort of, you know, privileged. A little, little rich boy or something like that, yeah. But it didn't matter because... They, got they both got arrested because they were black and it didn't matter. And that's what happened. It, I mean, Ryan was like, oh, you, you grew up this way. And so you have that opinion. But in the final analysis, it, it didn't help uh, Luke when it came to Tavaroff shooting him. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bum, a, a spaced out uh, addict. And that's why he was aggressive, breaking into a car and he had a Slim Jim on him. So he had a weapon. And then you had Luke in a cashmere-looking camel-colored coat and a suit. And I think he had a vest on or a sweater vest. Yeah. Nerdy glasses. And he gets shot. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it kind of just comes back to the whole thing where, you know, in a lot of um, very you know tragic events where police shoot other people, it's a whole like, well, you know, if they were just co- cooperating with the cops, you know, well, they they wouldn't have gotten hurt. And like Brianna Taylor was cooperating. She was sleeping in her bed. Like, it's just I think that's really frustrating when people make that argument. And like, we shouldn't be in a situation where it's like obey or be executed, basically. Well, yeah. the thing with um, the weapon, Luke using his hands to pull out his cell phone. Imagine yes. that. <laughs> but the officer never well he's not an officer he's a rent a cop Tavaroff never said let make where are your hands show me your hands he never said that yeah whereas the gcp guy who had hassle ryan when he comes across richard monahan being cannibalistic he's like he, he pulls his gun on him which is appropriate and he's like show me your hands show me your hands and then he raises his hand and then he puts the gun away stupidly and then richard monahan takes a bite out of his back right <laughs> Yeah, and then that's, like, actual procedure. Tavarov just lifted his gun and shot. Like, there wasn't any, you know, no procedure there, for sure. Well, the show was also making the effort, the, um, was also showing that the police spent most of their time hassling Ryan for nothing, literally nothing, as Ryan said, and they didn't realize that there was a zombie apocalypse going on. They couldn't even handle it, and so then uh, the GCPD puts on the Batwoman signal, who's right. a black woman. So it didn't really make any sense. Yeah, we all over the place. I thought it was, you know, it was super rich that, that she was, you know, in lockup when they were putting the bat signal on for her. Like it was like, oh, yeah, geez. yeah, yes, yeah. No, I mean. <sighs> It's it's difficult for me to, you know, watch and critique the show because I know that they have good intentions and I know they're trying to do good things and I don't want to, like, discourage them from trying to do that. But I feel like if they're going to try to make these stories and do these kind of things, they just need to, you know, step up their game and do more research and, you know, make things that are actually, like, you know, reflective of the actual world, basically. But they didn't offer any solutions to all of these problems. It was really heavy on everything bad, but they didn't have any solutions. And it got even worse to the point where Luke was shot for no reason. Right. And they gave him a cell phone when they're trying to make a social commentary on unarmed people being shot by the police. Right. 
So why did they give him a cell phone? No, I think I think it kind of like, um, you know, it's it's on the risk of being like trauma porn here. You know, I think they just, you know, they wanted to say a bunch of like really sad stuff and, you know, like, oh, we'll, we'll feel really bad about all the, the poor people in the show. But I yeah, they didn't they didn't try to fix anything. And I think that was glaring. The, yeah, I, I think too many shows to um, just think that it's OK to show like to portray racism without actually addressing it and like doing the work that needs to be done. Leslie was saying yeah. I feel like that's not just Batwoman too like that's something I've seen in so many shows recently and it's like maybe tech take this a step further right yeah for sure um and I mean it comes back to the whole like you know there was plenty of drama there was plenty of angst Luke didn't need this and it's like you know what why can't you let people of color be happy why can't they have happy plots you know they have to deal with all of this tragic stuff all the time like Yes, and plus um, Luke's father was killed by a rogue crow, and so now, right. like father, like son, he's been shot. Right. Yeah. And I was like, did we really need that? I don't. I don't think we did. Like, we didn't. And they haven't really resolved any of Ryan's uh, trauma from being her mother dying in childbirth, um, Ryan being part of the system, running away, finally getting um, uh, an adoptive mother who loved her and helped her, but then that woman is killed her mom's killed um then she gets kidnapped by the candy lady um all of and then um she's ryan is, has angelique's drugs and angelique doesn't come forward and then ryan goes to jail for 18 months and sophie knew that the crows framed people and yet yeah. sophie was still given ryan a hard time yeah yeah there's so much to address and they just you know, haven't <laughs> haven't done anything about it. That's like they just Honestly, keep like making taking out. Sorry, I keep no, you're fucking over, Mimi. Um, no, honestly, like putting it on the table like that without any of the fluff. It's wow. There's yeah. a lot of trauma and sadness happening. Yeah, it's like they just have a dramatic character checklist, and they're like, hmm. Batman's got a tragic life. That means everyone in the Batsuit has to have a tragic life, right? Even though, like, okay, yes, everyone in the Bat family does have a tragic life because comics, but also, like, <laughs> stop making everybody suffer. It's Supergirl's ending, and that was one of the happier... I haven't watched in a while, but, you know, like, that was one of the happier shows. This could also be a much happier queer-as-hell show, and all we're getting is just more and more pain. Like, I know we're in Gotham, but we don't know. Stop it. Give me yeah. more. Like, I was so happy we finally got another scene in the holdup. And then it was like, oh, oh, no. Like, when we saw the trailer for, like, last week, I'm just like, oh. Oh, no. Well, they're go- we're in. We're about to be in Pride Month. You guys could do a super cool gay episode. But the next episode is June 6th. And it looks like it's going to also be depressing as hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Come on, give with, me a gay uh, episode. With <laughs> Ryan doing the superhero trope, oh, everything is my fault. I really can't stand that. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that. See, like, it already looks like it's going to be sad. Like, yeah, we didn't see it coming, but we didn't need to see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I think, and like, like we said last week, you know, it wasn't that last week's episode was corny or something like that. It was just, it was a well-developed plot and it was kind of sticking to that like comic book stuff that like, that's the, you know, the theme that we like to run for. And I think if they, you know, tried to do that more than just like trauma and drama, I think they would end up a lot better off in episodes like this. Yeah. Last week was definitely a nice break from all of the darkness and sadness that has been happening. Plus like, now this means last week, Luke had a cute, or, like, whatever the timetable was. He had a cute moment with Stephanie. He got a kiss. He could potentially have gotten a number. And now he's in the hospital! And it's like, oh, Luke deserves better. Come on. Like, I obviously still love him and Mary, but, like, come on. That would have been cute. Everybody gets lots of kisses for this. Everybody gets a kiss next, like, next couple episodes. I want everyone to be happy. Yes. (laughs) Except for Alice and Ocean, but, like, come on. (laughs) Yes. Only, Only Alice and Ocean. Okay. I want um, Alice to kick Ocean finally to the curb. That would be super enjoyable. I, I would like that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and he just storms off. I love you. But then he storms off after he um, snaps Enigma's neck. I just thought he would have hung around because he thought what he was saying was correct. 
and um, Alice should believe in him, and that's the love of his life, but then he just walks out of the office. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I know we've been saying this all season, but it just comes back to being like, he's such an unnecessary character. Like, why would you insert a man into this entire, like, island and culture that's all about, like, women and women protecting women? Like, why? Why did you think that was a good idea? I just... It's frustrating. Now we got like three weeks to seethe, I guess. Right. It's like we're not simmering, we're just seething, we have feelings, and not the positive kind. <laughs> yeah. Just why? <laughs> have you heard if there's any fallout from this particular episode at all? Like on the internet or Twitter or Facebook? anything actually which is kind of strange because i feel like this yeah like a divisive episode like i I, I think this isn't something that he had like dropped to like um you know critics earlier so they could like um you know make comments on it right after it went out i think it was like mostly just a shock to everyone so not everybody had a lot of information but i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty certain at this point that he um is not actually going to die which is nice i guess but that is an extremely low bar no, I don't expect him to die at all. I mean, I I yeah. know what they were doing, and they didn't. I don't like it, but I don't expect him to die at all. Even though he had three shots to the center mass of his body, where right. the heart is. Yeah, and it's like they did the same thing with Jacob at the end of last episode. I was like, okay, well they're not going to kill him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not really feeling the stakes because you know that they're not going to do it. So that's annoying. Okay. I'd like to hope that over the next couple of weeks, when more more people watch it, they will get something. <laughs> yes. But also it's the CW, yeah. and I will expect the token uh, tweet that they keep pinned on their boards. The whole, like, we don't mean to be racist and homophobic. We want everyone to be happy at the CW. You know, like, we'll get Dare the to the five. We'll get yes. the Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll get that post um, that they keep pinned. <laughs> yes. Like, at least we got tweets. I'm sad about the no emails, but. Yeah. Well, was there any um, any more comments about the episode that we wanted to wrap up? I, I really like your note. I would assume the bat zoom is bite proof, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope so. I was hoping that uh, when the zombies attacked um, Ryan in the bat suit that they would get like a little jolt or something, like a little electrical yeah. shock. That'd yeah. be nice. That would've been cool. <laughs> yeah, like has no one ever tried to bite Batman or Batwoman? <laughs> I mean, I'm sh- I feel like they've had to en- en- encountered zombies before this at some point. Come on, it's Gotham. Like clearly, <laughs> someone's got to be like, maybe if I bite the ear, they'll come off and stop biting me. <laughs> uh, don't give them any ideas. They've been gory enough as it is. No, 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 I mean the point of the ear, not like they're actually, oh. like, I'm picturing, like, the pointy, like, the cowl ear, and I'm just like, guys, it's rubber, or it's not rubber, but, like. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. We move to tweets. Uh, Mimi, do you want to start? Yes, I do. I just took a bite of baby bell cheese, but one moment. <laughs> I can. <laughs> uh, so I, the first one, yeah. do you want me to do it? Yes, please do. Okay. The first one's from Brian Chufo at Enemy of the Shoe. I did not see that coming. The writers did a good job of making Eli look like comic relief in the jail cell to make us and Luke not take the situation seriously until the cops showed up. This could be the start of Batwing. During his recovery, Luke decides to take a more active role on the Bat team to protect the others and to prove to himself that he will never be the victim of violence again. But since the writers know nothing of the character, they have Luke design an arc reactor to help his damaged heart, which also powers an iron suit of his own design from when he was trapped by terrorists to build a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) I mean, you know, that Iron Man imagery. I'm ready. That'd be good. All right. And we have um, our friend Rylan at at the Bronze Eagle One. They said Gordon Ramsay was the uh, the Gordon Ramsay unnecessary head. But that's it. That's the feedback. (laughs) like yes they are valid very valid yes uh i'll read the next one uh 
Jose Ariso1994. I'm so sorry if I said all of that wrong. I have cheese mouth. Um, controversial hot take. Since episode uh, season one, episode 20, Sophie said she was going to clean the crows and only manage to fire two cops. Uh, yeah, only managed to fire the two cops that hurt a white person. This was the third uh, episode showing Tavaroff is a trigger happy, goes rogue, and she quits. Luke quitting, uh, Luke getting shot. Uh, her fault too. Good episode though. P.S. The potential love interest for Ryan went zero to one hundred real quick with no substance. Yeah, I, I I did want to comment on that. Um, I feel like they though they shoved all of the interest in that in this one episode, and like if they wanted to build it up, you know, like maybe have it beforehand because like before this episode, I didn't know that that was a thing they were doing. Yeah. So it's like they built it up and then shot it down the same episode. So. They mentioned it half-assed last week when she was like, oh, yeah, I've been, like, seeing Imani. And it's like, oh, cool, you're passing the gay on the slide. Um, <laughs> that's just what we got. And then we just, no, I wanted to really like them because they seemed cute. And I liked that they, like, flirted that one time. And I was, like, happy for Ryan to be, like, getting some on the side post-Angelique. Even, if, hopefully not a rebound, but, like, now it's already gone. I yeah. wanted to ship that. It would have been good. We have uh, Winter Colgan at, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, so it was K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. He said, I admit I was unsure about replacing the entire Kate character. I wasn't sure how they, how they would make it work, but it works. I'm glad the show, I'm loving the show, and Ryan brings a whole new slew of characters, interaction with her. Great job to all involved. I, I agree. I, do, I think been very much enjoying uh, Ryan and Janisha. Sorry, um, Josie agreed, but also when Ben brought me cheese, she was like, okay, you're not giving me any, get me out. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'll read the next one. So, Keenan all along Walker at the Kite Walker, KT Walker, I can't make words, says, um, at that woman podcast, this line got me, we're all heated girl, but that's how we burn it down. Hats off to Batwoman writers. Yes, I think we all appreciated that one. Yes, that was a good one. Um, and then we have our last one is Oli at Super Oli 74. June, I just saw Sunday night's episode now on the app. Very heartbreaking ending. Yes, I agree. Okay. Um, that's the end of our feedback. Uh, Leslie, do you have any, any final comments you want to make um, just about the episode or maybe like some other media that you enjoy that you think has done a better job with this kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, Bat, uh, Black Lightning did a better job of uh, that type of stuff in its very first episode. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that with Jefferson standing out in the rain. They, um, the police were hassling him. Uh, they pulled him over and got him out of the car for no reason and made him stand in the rain. Yeah. And he hadn't been black light. He hadn't used lightning in a long while, but he could have. And yeah. he, um, you could see him using extreme restraint. And the police officers thought they had the upper hand when they really didn't. But I thought it was so well done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Lightning's done a, a good job with these things, um, for sure. I know in their current season, um, they recently showed Lynn being falsely accused and, you know, sent to jail and arrested and, like, all of that trauma. And it was just, like, I feel like they played it really, really well. Um, so I do. I like that. Um, as far as media goes, I did want to plug another uh, podcast called Pod Save the People with DeRay. Um, I started following him on Twitter during the Ferguson protests and uh, kind of just was introduced to the podcast from there. They talk about just like current events and then they kind of do a deep dive interview with um, someone about, you know, like just every different thing you could imagine that affects people of color. And it was just it's an extremely fascinating show. And I just I really I think it, you know, um, it brings my attention to a lot of things that I don't think I would see otherwise. And I think that um, if that's, you know, something that you want to be maintain more cognizance of, I would recommend listening to that show. I have one that I'm going to recommend as well, because I literally just found it last weekend yes. then, if we're going to Go plug. Uh, three, black, three Black Halflings. It's a D&D podcast uh, with a bunch of lovely people, and I found it through Join the Party Pod, so I'm also plugging that one. Uh, but they basically discuss uh, the diversity in the worlds of D&D and pop culture, and doling out like DM tips, and they have D&D sessions, but they also mainly do commentary, so a lot of it is just ripping into Wizards of the Coast for being shitty races. <laughs> Um, so it's been really cool, and also they're from all over, and I loved it because I don't really hear other accents, <laughs> so it, it's pretty cool. I'm sorry I'm not doing it nearly enough justice, but, like, Three Black Halflings is very satisfying, and they were describing a game setting that sounded like 
almost Wakanda in setting style, where it's not you're not it's not every it's not the token token style of just everybody's white or a different <laughs> color. So it's it's cool and I like that it just sounded really interesting for like a D and D setting because obviously everything's super Christian. Um, <laughs> in style obviously is in quotes here, but you get what I'm saying here. But like yeah. check that out too. I think it's fun. I am so not prepared for recommendations, <laughs> but I am taking notes, so That's I'm okay. trying to check this stuff out. <laughs> you, you weren't uh, you weren't pre-planned for this. That's okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to go ahead and give your social media plugs? Yeah, sure. Do Do you want to go or should I go? Uh, okay, I'll go. We'll switch it up this week. <laughs> go for it. Um, so you can find me uh, on Twitter at Peaks and Pages and on Instagram at Charmanda. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Morganstein17. More Star Wars videos, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Rachel Eiley on Twitter and at Canary at Law on um, Tumblr. Uh, Leslie, where can uh, the good people find you if they want to, uh, you know, get your opinion on any of this fun stuff? <laughs> sure. Um, LeslieJ9137 on Instagram. Great. Awesome. All right, uh, we'll do the show plugs quickly. You can follow Batwoman Podcasts on Facebook or Twitter. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, or Heart Radio. You can follow the entire DCTV Podcast Network, which has epic podcasts for all of the shows that I don't want to do at this time, so I'm just going to say that. Um, and you can follow the network on DCT, at DCTV Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to Megafeed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So, All right. That's going to be it for now. Thanks for tuning in, and um, I guess we'll see you in sometime in June. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, and thank you, Rachel, for emailing me or twi- uh, tweeting me back. I really appreciated that. Yes, of course. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. thank you. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Love the podcast. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Have a nice day. Bye. 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 B